Hey everybody, this is Chris Posty-Posterson, and I am back with another special edition Super Deluxe episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. In case you aren't familiar with these Super Deluxe episodes, um, usually I'm behind the scenes helping Drew to edit the show, but every once in a while he asks me to take an episode that recently aired and add some sound effects and music to it and make it Super Deluxe uh, with a little sound design to help you get to sleep. So we do this as a thank you to all those of you who are supporting the show on Patreon. If you are supporting the show, thank you so much. If you are not yet and you get value out of it, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron and you can give as little as a dollar a month to help Drew keep making the show, help us keep making these special Super Deluxe episodes, and help some of your fellow folks get to sleep. That's it. Welcome to, I think it's Super Deluxe episode number eight. Hi, are you up all night tossing, turning, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Wondering what it would be like to hurtle through space on the back of an asteroid on the sweater of a talking bear? Well, welcome. This is the Sleep With Me podcast, Super Deluxe episode number eight. If you've been listening to some of the recent episodes, I think it's 410. Uh, Drew has been doing a few shows based on the quilt that some listeners made him. And in those episodes, there is a grumpy bear who has a sweater on with a real asteroid somehow on the sweater. For tonight's Super Deluxe episode, I thought it would be interesting to put you guys on the comet, hurling through space, while Drew... Uh, in an astronaut suit um, orbits around you and uh, I guess that's about it I hope this helps you get to sleep thanks for listening to the show thanks for supporting the show and good night Sounds a bit like L.A. in some sense, like where you say, 
when I get to Tebas and, you know, all these beautiful guys chilling on the beach, drinking tea. I guess in LA be a pool and kayak just could be a beach, so it could be tea. But so they, that was their business. They were pretty happy. They had a daughter. And then everything, it's all happy things happen in myths. It gets, gets wicked confusing, but this god showed up to their business and a god from another universe or something, Mumble Bear. And it was Mumble Bear's this giant kind of bullyish god, a uh, bear god. Yeah, but also like, uh, in, uh, like with a comet on its belly. And I think like an actual comet, you say, well, you see, because it's a god, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's mystical stuff. And not just like some drawing of a comet, an actual comet uh, with sound effects. And you say, well, something that would boggle the mind. And you say, well, geez, I'm not comfortable. And that's how it made even the other gods feel that we're hanging at this tea shop. And Mama Bear was also a bit of a bully and a bragger. So Mama Bear was, all the gods split because they said they didn't like this Mama Bear. And then Mumble Bear wanted to show off, so Mumble Bear drank all of their tea and then demanded more tea. And as, uh, as jerky as Mumble Bear was, Mumble Bear also seemed to be pretty swift because it figured out that there must have been some even better tea. And discovered that they had a secret stash of tea, like if that was still growing in this greenhouse. Super high in tea, fanned by living butterfly wings, and in this uh, house, uh, thus untouched or uh, unconsumed, uh, that they were holding on to for their daughter, Vesna, was going to marry this god, Bernie the Butterfly, the king of the butterfly gods. Not related to Bernie Sanders, just in case anybody's wondering that. Yeah, Bernie the Butterfly Cat predate and this podcast mythology predates Bernie Sanders' run for president, so not related. Not even, and I'm not even, not even tangentially. Uh, but uh, so they, they had saved it, and their daughter was playing on marrying this guy, and this model bear demanded the tea. And they said, well, the tea's not ready, and no, it's for our daughter's wedding. And then model bear said, well, I suspect something else is at play. This is a bear. They had a comet in its gut, and, and I guess that's saying something, because this bear had a pretty good gut. And they said, well, yeah, actually, the tea is an earthly tea. It came to us from outer space, or, you know, from another world, uh, and it uh, came in uh, in a spaceship with Vesna, and so Vesna's out of this world either, and her and the tea flames are somehow bonded, and then it kind of got podcast, it got like meta, because then they were telling this, uh, the characters who would talk about it, layers he get lost into. I was telling it, and then the, the grandmother was telling it, and then the two characters, Karen and Julie, were telling it, but they were telling a story of how the tea came. It came from Timon and Ponce, uh, who had stolen the tea, and, uh, and they, t- t- Timon thought it was a, a tin, a basket of muffins, but it was really a human baby and tea, tea plant. And so they said, well, we'll take care of the baby and the tea. So then Timmy and Ponce left. Ended up that then the god whose universe the tea was stolen from, Koa, showed up. And Koa said, where's my baby and where's my tea? And they said, well, we, this was years later as, as, as Vesna had grown into a young woman. And they said, well, Jesus is our, um, our daughter now. Thank you.
And if you just look at this here, this is a meandering squares chart. It's uh, it's very pleasant to look at. If you stare at it, it has a square. And you say, well, that's a triangle. And you say, well, there's some stars there. It's pleasant. And you say, well, it does look like they're meandering a bit. And then there's the border. And then there's a square in the middle. And you say, well, that's on top of another square. Oh, your right is on top of another one. And it helps you get into a place. And you think that is one of the secrets. Now, we don't try to overthink why it works, but it does. You say, well, I'm in a better place. Tom. And then you say, well, and this is just one way to use it. This is the way I use it. I say, well, blue square, what would you do with marble bear? Okay. And then you can even say, well, what is it? what is your name next square? Uh, white with gold flowers and squiggly things. What would you do with marble bear? And you might look at that and just see what comes up. And, and uh, so I'm trying to help you help yourself. So good day. And we wish you the best. And please don't let this script bear or it's comments, you know. We, we, we don't want to move away either, you know. This is the best source of fresh water. And, uh, you know, other than that annoying swamp, we've got it pretty good, you know, with the, the arable land and things. So, uh, good day. And so the heroes, uh, children, uh, okay, yes, you have a question. That was my voice. It was imaginary. I don't do voices, so... Yes, it sounded like me, but it wasn't on me. Thank you. Okay, moving on, please. But so they started to work on a plan, in a secret plan, of course, of how to deal with Mumble Bear. But uh, as they developed the plan, they kept thinking, well, what are we going to do when Mumble Bear wakes up? You know, because probably grouchy, and then it's going to want the tea. And they two tried to figure out what to do with Vesna and what to do about the tea, and all those things. Uh, but the first thing they, they, they did, or the, well, the most important thing, they said, well, let's figure out what we're going to do. And they said, well, Marble Bear, you know, maybe we're supposed to be deferring. My voice is, we came here and demanded things. He bragged, you know, how great it was at drinking tea. It showed off by drinking all our tea. We demanded more. So maybe we should be, be uh, you know, acting like we're coalescing. So they made Mumble Bear some pajamas. And they recruited many help in the town. Actually, you sewed the pajamas right on Mumble Bear. And then they said, well, what are we going to do? Should we, should we put the pajamas around the comet? What are we going to do? And, then, because, and they said, well, I wonder if we could calm that comet down, you know, and, if we put the pajamas over the comet, what should we do? So the top pajama top they were worried about. And they said, well, geez, the comet seems so agitated. Uh, and the pajamas are supposed to make Mumble Bear feel special. And, and, but how can we calm this comet down? And what will happen? And as they were working, a wonderful sound of uh, bells rang out in the sky. And down on a, a chariot of uh, a rainbow ponies uh, came the goddess Meg, and uh, she was one of the goddesses of the kind of things uh, that, you know, said, well, she's you. It was a goddess you tried to, to, to you know, say, well, I haven't seen that goddess in a while, but uh, you're supposed to do nice things anyway, but she arrived. And she says, seems like some trouble's going on here, but you're trying to still do something nice. And Julian Kane said, well, technically, I don't know if it's nice. We're just trying to, to keep this god. We're afraid it's, can you help us? This god's going to wake up. And, and uh, the goddess said, well, I don't know. I don't try. You know, this god makes us all nervous. We're worried where we are, too. And we're watching you, and we're hoping that... Maybe you're more capable than we are. But she said, I have something for you. And they said, well, what is it? She said, this is a magic uh, from my childhood when I was just a baby goddess raised by a titan, you know, magical baby, baby bonnets and those things. I had a baby blanket of comfort and calming 
Well, I think the comet's power, I sense that it could burn through this. Uh, I think for the time being, and when this god wakes up, it'll calm it down. So I want you to take a piece of my baby blanket and put it in there, in the belly, like a little pouch. Do you have a, can you knit up a pouch and then put it on the, the belly on top of the comet and put this in there? And hopefully that will calm this god right down. And so they said, okay, we can do that. So it was very good. And then that goddess make was off and flew all back off into the sky and the rainbow ponies. And with that, they said, well, geez, this is pretty good. We, we got it. So then they moved on and started with the rest of the plan. And meanwhile, everyone awaited when Mumble Bear would wake up. And finally, it was deep one night, and it was the night of many stars, and there was different stars in the sky, and it was a special festival the village practiced in a lot of the other villages where they celebrated the night sky, the starry sky, and they would sing poems uh, to the starry night, and they had the great poet uh, Trish T would, would sing these tales and tell these odes to the wonderful sparkling stars that streaked across the sky. But of course, everyone now, that there was a comet there, even though it was covered in a magical baby blanket, they, the night sky had another ominous tone to it, and the festival had an underlying sadness to it. Uh, but they looked, and the stars would change as the night grew on, and people could still appreciate it. But all of a sudden, everyone in the village noticed that there was a sense of calm within Julie and Karen, and even Vesna, you know, who seemed to be worried about marrying Bernie, uh, seemed to be ready. And then at the end of the festival, they announced that the soon their daughter and Bernie would marry and they were preparing the wedding around the tea shop even if this horrible bear mom bear slept that their daughter would marry Bernie the butterfly god there and they announced that they would rename this place and they would donate that tea beach because they said a lot of gods are going to be coming to this wedding you know even though Bernie the butterfly is the grouchiest of the gods something the cats like about Bernie and, uh, but everyone from all uh, villages within walking distance of, of one day were invited they created this association and they said we will call this Beach Pine Beach and we will expand it and make it to a place where not only can a uh, uh, daughter be married but a lovely park for all to enjoy forever uh, for one day we'll move on from this god sleeping here with the comet belly and we'll, we'll find our way and then this park will symbolize everything we have and uh, everyone said okay okay it sounds great and they started their pre wedding preparations that moment and these two great designers Sally and Mike came and they helped prepare the park and they put up signs about, uh, you know, playing and the, the, the fear, saying, you know, sweet dreams, friends. That was the theme of the wedding, sweet dreams. And friends, and uh, they had uh, they brought in these hordes of uh, dragonflies to cool the guests. You know, when they're dragonflies, they not only kept the guests cool with the fluttering of the wings, Dragonflies were also big butter Bernie the Butterfly fans, but he had done a lot of favors to the, the Dragonfly realm. And they had this really cool buzzing sound when all the wings were fluttering. And you could lie on the beach, you know, before leading up to the wedding and just relax and watch them go to and fro. But you would be cooled by the wings and relaxed by the sound. And it was just fabulous, and they prepared for the joy of their daughter. And the gods started to arrive, you know, because gods, they could party for weeks, and... I mean, they were mostly having a tea party, but it felt like joy had descended on the village again. Even though, uh, Mumble Bear still slept there, people started to just wonder, well, maybe the bear will sleep forever. 
Or maybe this is like one of those situations where four generations from now, there's a mountain here, and they say, what it will, this is Sleeping Bear within that mountain. And we'll tell the tale of Mumble Bear in Pine Grove Beach. Uh, so there was a joy there, and the gods, they brought these beautiful, you know, they even made a giant sign. They think it was uh, the cat god, the double T, that created this great sign, the joy sign, out of g g glimmering god stuff. And the gods donated all these, uh, these actual stars, we believe now, children, uh, raising a hand. I don't understand it, but uh, they pulled the stars from the sky or something and used it to light the wedding. Round stars and swirling stars, right down uh, just uh, to our earth, you know. Gus uh, Copernicus, I don't know that. Is that your father's name? I don't, I've never heard of him. Says the stars are huge. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I know there's a bear with a comet on its belly, but, in, but the bear could also ride. These things are strange. The way of the gods is strange. You're right. I'm agreeing with you. It doesn't seem... It seems both possible and impossible, but it was. In a new sound of joy, you know, we're permeated as people prepared for the wedding. With Karen and Julie, they breathed easy, but not as easy as the gods and the, the fellow uh, human beings. Uh, they felt like there was still work to be done. For they had told Bernie, you know, uh, Bernie, they said, well, you can, you can marry our daughter, but uh, we've got to solve this, uh, this bad situation. And so Bernie told them about these demigods, uh, that, that had come to the earth, you know, through, through human and, and God procreation, we'll just be honest. And that these demigods, they had powers, they were human, half human and half God. And Bernie described them as the most dull, he called these, uh, these demigods super dolls because they were so dull. He said they did nothing, uh, for since they were human, they couldn't delight in the God side without worrying about mucking up humanity. And because, uh, because it was just, he goes, but they sit around waiting, so maybe they'll help you. So these gods came and helped, uh, helped them finish up the planning. Uh, they, they created a whole plan. I think there was nine, and Ms. Morrow, Electra. Some other, uh, some other, uh, not important because this was behind the scenes, children. Am I a demigod? No, no, no. Thank you, though. That's nice. That's a very nice compliment. No, no. I, a kelp based woman is different than uh, being a demigod. I'd be like a demigoddess. Uh, you know, that's what, that's how his grandfather was. Anyway, not important. Not important at all. But these guys, they were also artists, and they started to draw this huge mural over the wedding that Bernie and Vesna would be married under. It was this huge mural of an owl with its eyes closed and a, a belly full of the stars and the moons and clouds and a crown of stars. And it was erected not uh, right within uh, the, the, the looming over uh, the sleeping uh, uh, bear god, Mumble Bear. And no one understood, and, and I said, okay, I, know you, I knew you can ask questions, children. I can't tell you if it's part of the plan. It's a mural of the building with the help of the demigods. You could, could you put two and two together? Okay, then just put your arms down anyway, please, I'm telling a tale. But they, they built this giant uh, owl god, and all the, all the humans, and even the gods said, what a wondrous, it was a beautiful, beautiful mural. And the people said, what is that, is that one of the great gods of the sky? And the gods would even stop and admire it, and the richness of the paint and the stars. But it was shrouded in mystery, even the gods said, well, I don't know, it looks familiar. But, you know, we do a lot of crazy stuff. It's not, you know, gods and humans, we don't remember stuff like you. It would impede our work. You know, it would help you to say, well, geez, that hurt the human's feelings. I can't take time to remember if I hurt your feelings yesterday. Because I'm a god, I got biggest stuff to deal with. Like, uh, whatever I did, 
but I'm gonna do some fun stuff later. That's why I'm a god, you know, maybe I could afford a warrior today, I don't know. So I'm not sure if I know this god. But I'll tell you what, that, that looks like a god, a goddess, a god-like, we'll say. Uh, very, very nice looking. And the humans would admire it. And it became such a thing, even Barney said, I cannot wait to be married to Vesna. And under this wonderful mural. And then one day, there was another sound, a fuzzy sound, just similar to the sound of the comet, but a little bit different pitch. And out of the sky came that wonky star. And riding on the back of it was Koa and the Podman. And Koa returned, the great dog god, and they landed. And as they did, there was something about the sound that uh, Mambobat began to stir. And Koa and the Podman came, and, and, and uh, Koa said, She's great job with this. He really does love Knox. We're like best friends now. And we listened. This is exactly what I wanted. Uh, he didn't go uh, apologize to Vesna. He talked about how complicated it is being a god from even another world. If it wasn't confusing enough for you, with the gods within your world. And Koa said, you know what? I actually told her, and this is just as your question, Tim and the I said, well, you should go with, with the humans, Tim, and they can teach you a thing or two. Stop stealing muffins from my muffin world. But Koa said, I'm so happy with how things have turned out. I came back to tell you a thing or two about this tea and this lovely young woman you have now who was once a girl who is tied to this tea. And with that, Mumble Bear arose and Mumble Bear looked around and wiped the, the sleep, the months and months of sleep from Mumble Bear's eyes and looked around at how busy the park was now, full of people and gods. And Mumble Bear said, was that a wonky star I to. And Koa said it was, Mumble Bear. You see, you've made your way here. And you see okay, the comet within you. And Mumble Bear laughed and said, Oh, if it isn't the Knock Lover from the Muffin Universe. I knew that uh, yeah, this would lead me back to you. And it became apparent that everyone said, Whoa, this is deeper than we could have ever thought. There is something to this here. And Mumble Bear laughed and laughed and laughed. I said, Yes, Goa. I, I have been waiting to cross paths with you again. And as soon as I heard you, wonky star across the sky to woke me. When I heard about this young 
is kill-based mean? It means it's part of who I am is what it means. Is that a good enough answer for you? Okay, well, I thank you all for your time. Good, thank you, and good night, children. I'm gonna